This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Welcome back for another edition of The Drop Podcast. As always, I am your host, Lance Descott. The Blues in their last couple games, including this game against the Stars, have not looked very good at all. The goaltending has been iffy. Jake Allen let in two to three bad goals Friday night. And I would say Jordan Bennington let in a couple of ones that he should have saved. So it just proves my point that goaltenders can be good. Goaltenders can save some games for you. Goaltenders can come up with some big saves in a timely fashion. But throughout the whole season, you must play well in front of your goaltender. Your goaltender is not going to save you night in and night out. He may play great for 8, 10, 12, 14, 15 games, and maybe he'll make some great saves in those games. Winning a game is a team effort. You need offense. You need defense. You need great penalty killing. You need to be on top of your power play, and you need good, consistent goaltending. There are teams that have won a Stanley Cup and people have said they really rode that goaltender. And that's been true in several instances. But if you go back and watch those series where the people said that, I would say probably 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10 of those series, the defense played pretty well and kept most of the pressure off of the goaltender. That doesn't happen in every series, but... When you get down to the playoffs, if you have a bad defense and a great goaltender, you are not going to win the Stanley Cup. You may win a couple games out of a series due to a goaltender, but you are not going to win 16 games without good defense, timely scoring, good power play, and good penalty kill. And in these last couple games, the Blues haven't had it. They just haven't. Nothing against Jordan Bennington. Nothing against Jake Allen. They just weren't at the top of their game in these last two games. Now, I know this may shock you, all you people out there that think Jordan Bennington walks on water. He's a young goaltender. Teams are going to figure him out, and I have noticed the goals he has been giving up lately have been to his glove side, most of them. People have sent me emails and said that Oh, you're a Jordan Bennington hater and a Jake Allen lover. That is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Teams aren't going to be able to figure him out. It happens. Every goaltender has a weakness. There is no such thing as a perfect goaltender. In the game against Nashville at home, he went down too early three or four times. And two of those times, it almost cost him in goals. That game would have been totally different if Nashville would have been able to take the opportunities that Jordan Bennington gave them in those instances. I'm not knocking the kid, but just like a shooter, like Vladimir Tarasenko, if you've noticed, after his first couple years, teams know when he's going to shoot. That's why he gets a lot of shots blocked in the last two, three years. They know how predictable he is at times, and when he has scored in bunches lately, 
he's been a little unpredictable. He's gotten back to being that way like he was in his first couple years. Sometimes he waits a little too long, and the defense knows that. I don't care if you're a forward, if you're a defenseman, if you're a goaltender, whatever. Teams have so much video on you now, they will figure out your weakness, even if it's a small weakness. Let's go ahead and get into the highlights of this huge game for Jamie Benn. Jamie Benn's one of those players you love to hate. He gave the stinky mitts to Petrangelo last year, and nobody stood up to him. And I understand at that time why it's a close game. But eventually, you got to let him know that's not going to happen. But if he was on the Blues, I guarantee you Blues fans would love him. But as I stated, he gets the scoring started out in the first period, and he would have a huge night against the Blues in this game. Off the draw, Fadoon, a shot, it scores! Ben maybe got a piece in front. The Stars strike first and take a 1-0 lead. Well, it wasn't Tyler Sagan who took the face off that time. The Blues couldn't change because of the icing. It's Bozak out there. Ben wins the draw. Little fake slot. And the captain deflects this home. The beat goes on for Jamie Ben. He gets to the middle. He fights off the check in the slot. And I think redirects this flick wrister of Taylor Fadoons. Up until this point, I thought the Blues had a pretty decent first period. They were checking well. I thought they were not allowing a lot of pressure on Jordan Bennington. The defense was strong at this point. Fadoon gets the puck, skates towards the center of the offensive zone, puts a shot towards the net. Jamie Benn, who had just won the faceoff, deflects it right past Jordan Bennington. That one you can't put on Bennington. Deflections are very hard to save even the ones that aren't shot real hard because you get your angle on the puck from when the shooter shoots it. And if you've got your angle down and you're going to make the save in 15 feet from you, 10 feet from you, however many feet in front of you, somebody deflects it and it's going in a totally opposite direction, 9.9 .9 out of 10 times, you're not going to save it. And that time there's nothing Jordan Bennington could have done. That goal by Jamie Benn is 22nd of the year. Fadoon gets his seventh assist with the initial shot. 16 minutes, 52 seconds in. Dallas is up one to nothing. Nobody's worried at this point. At least I'm not. Just a good goal. Nothing you can do about it. Could the Blues have won the faceoff and got the puck out of the offensive zone? Yeah, but you don't win every single faceoff. Even though the Blues are very good at it, nobody's perfect. Jamie Benn won the faceoff that time, and then he ends up getting the deflection from heading towards the net. I know Blues fans are going to hate it, but it was a good play by Jamie Benn and a great deflection. It reminded me a lot of Bacchus's last year he was here with the Blues. I thought his prowess with deflecting pucks was the best I'd seen in his career, and that one last night was pretty good. Maybe not as good as some of them that we all saw from Bacchus in his last year with the Blues and during that playoff run. Just a little over two minutes later, Dallas would add to their lead on a goal by John Klingberg, his eighth of the year and Dallas would go up two to nothing. Holds up at the half boards. Now feeds Klingberg. The C's part, and he scores! It opened up for John Klingberg. He beats Bennington, and it's 2 nothing Dallas. And John Klingberg needs that, too. His confidence had decayed a little. This is about as open acres a chance as you're ever going to get. No pressure on Como. In walks Klingberg, sizzle wrister over the glove, 2 nothing stars. Como has the puck along the boards. Petrangelo is about two to three feet away from him. 
Klingberg comes skating in. Petrangelo's kind of stuck in the middle there. Doesn't quite know what to do. Klingberg skates in. Wide open. Edmondson's taking a player out by the net. The closest player to Klingberg when he takes the shot is probably Schwartz, but he's not close enough. And Klingberg puts it past Jordan Bennington's glove side. As I stated earlier, teams are targeting him on that glove side. And Jordan Bennington really didn't move much on that shot. That goal by Klingberg would be his eighth of the year. Como gets his eighth assist. Yanmark gets his 16th assist. 18 minutes, 44 seconds in. Dallas is up two to nothing. And that's the way they would head into the second period. The Blues did outshoot Dallas 12 to seven. And the Blues had two power play opportunities, but were not able to muster too much on those. And any opportunities they did have in the first period, Ben Bishop played pretty good. Going into the second period, the Blues don't need to panic. Still just a 2 to nothing game. They would finally get on the board 15 minutes, 40 seconds in on a goal by Alex Petrangelo to make this a one-goal game. And fed around by Edmondson. Yeah, good play there by Bennington. Keep that puck rolling. Now Sunquist to Petrangelo. Works in, jumps. He scores! As the captain gets a goal, it's 2-1. to one. A subtle play, but give the goaltender Bennington a lot of credit here. Many would cover up this puck. But instead of covering it up, he plays it back to Edmondson, who rifles it around the boards to Oscar Sundquist. And now the rush is on, and the weak side defenseman, Alex Petrangelo, joins the rush, and he goes perfectly high over the glove under the bar and in. An excellent shot by Petrangelo. A great decision by Jordan Bennington to not hold on to that puck. A lot of goaltenders would have definitely held on to it, especially young goaltenders being a little bit nervous and wanting to make sure that they didn't give any opportunities to the other team. But he didn't. He gave it to Edmondson. Edmondson got it out of the zone to Sunquist. Sunquist enters the offensive zone, gives it to Petrangelo. Petrangelo beats former Blue Ben Bishop on the glove side, about shoulder level, and the Blues are back in this game at 2-1. to one. A huge mature play there by Jordan Bennington. That goal by Petrangelo would be his 11th. Sunquist gets his 13th assist. Edmondson with that great pass to get it out of the defensive zone gets his 8th assist. 15 minutes, 40 seconds in. We've got a game again. However, the Blues would get a penalty not long after that, and Jamie Benn would get a power play goal, his second of the night and 23rd of the year. Klingberg, the other way, leaves for Ben. Over Radulov's stick, a hustle, gets it back to Ben, a shot, he scores! Ben's got another two-goal night versus St. Louis, and the lead is back to a pair. Sometimes when you're killing penalties, the worst thing you can do is almost score at the other end, because you can't get fresh guys on. The Blues tracking back, they're tired. Sundquist and Barbashev, the Stars use the width of the rink, make them chase out of position, they get there first, and Jamie Bent, that is the sound every goaltender has haunt them. It's a thunk that goes off the padding. It means it went in the middle of the net, and Bennington can't believe it. This all started with John Klingberg entering the offensive zone on the power play, gets it back to Ben. Ben shoots the puck to the other side, bounces off the boards. Tyler Sagan's able to get it. Sagan gets it right back over to Ben. Ben comes right in on Bennington. I don't know what the defenders were thinking on this one, but Ben's basically all alone, and Jordan Bennington cannot close the five hole, and the Stars are up 
3-1. That would be Ben's 23rd goal of the year. Tyler Sagan with that quick pass gets his 33rd assist. Klingberg with that strong offensive zone entrance gets his 25th assist. 17 minutes, 11 seconds in. There'd be two penalties in the second period, one for the Blues, one for Dallas. Dallas was able to capitalize on that one. It was a roughing penalty against uh, McEachern of the Blues. Dallas outshot the Blues 10-8 in the second period, so he would head to the third period. The Blues would get some pressure on Ben Bishop in the third, had a few good opportunities, but they were not able to score. They would pull Jordan Bennington for the extra attacker, but Jamie Ben would get his hat trick and an empty net goal with around 29 seconds left in the period to give the Stars a win at 4-1. to one. That final empty net goal would be Ben's 24th, and as I said, third of the night, and Klingberg gets his 26th assist. Let's go ahead and head to the stats of the game. The Blues did outshoot the Stars 30-21. to 21. The Stars won the faceoff battle 55-45%, to 45%. and I'm going to tell you, there was something going on all night Every time Tyler Bozak would get in the face-off circle, they'd kick him out. Every single time, it seemed like. Something was going on there. The Blues were 0 for 3 on the power play, and the Stars scored on their only opportunity in that second period. Hits pretty even. The Stars at 24, the Blues had 23, and blocks were even at 13. Let's go ahead and head to the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Oscar Sonny D. Sunquist and, of course, Ryan O'Reilly, and then we'll end the interviews like we always do with Coach Craig Berube. I don't know. I think it's on us, uh, most of the goals, the last two games. Uh, I think we can be better with the puck, uh, better puck, puck placement and stop turning the puck over. Uh, I don't think the other team's doing anything special or different. I think, uh, think we, we, we can be better. Just obviously, offensively, you guys are scoring so few goals now. Or do you think you guys are doing enough offensively? Same there. I think we can do a little bit more. Uh, I think we can go go hard to the net, uh, get more pucks there, and and uh, and get some greasy ones. Uh, haven't been many 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 goals lately around around the crease, and I think we we need to come back to that. I feel like when Petro, you set him up and you get that to two to one. Maybe you start grabbing a little momentum, and then that power play goal, a little bit of a backbreaker there at the end of the period. Or yeah, I mean, it's tough tough goal to get. Uh, Obviously, we thought uh, we got a lot of energy from that from Petra's goal, and uh, hopefully, we could have could have kept that the, the, the second period out. But uh, uh, it's tough. We we're, we're trying, but we, we as I said, we need to be better with the puck. That's all. They, they play us well, obviously defensively. You know, they threw everything out. You know, they whether it's high flipped when they're under pressure or you know any chance they had, they they just got the puck out, and and we couldn't get uh, any any rhythm sort of going offensively. You said during the streak that a big reason as to your success was your backside pressure and your forwards getting back. Are, you, are we seeing enough of that right now? Uh, definitely not, no. Um, you know, I think I could be the first guy to admit it, too. I, yeah, my play hasn't been where I need to. Those are the things that I have to, to do night in and night out. And, yeah, the backside, the, the forechecking pressure, the, you know, the tracking, smothering them, you know, it's just it's not, it wasn't good enough tonight. And, and yesterday as well it's you know it killed us we're seeing a lack of sustained pressure offensively what's causing that it's just being up there and four checking together i think uh we're a little too spread out and yeah it's just a you know i think i myself get caught thinking a bit too much instead of just getting engaged more and when we do that it's you know it's i mean i leave my line mates out to dry you know one guy's in there hard and then 
the other guy, it's that split second it takes or, that, or of thinking and hesitation, you know, gives them time to make a play instead of our normal forecheck where we're all in there together and, and smothering. Ryan, have these two teams maybe beaten you like you guys have been beating your opponents here lately and kind of turned the tables on you a little bit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's there's some decent things we've been doing. I think, you know, I myself have been playing terrible these last few games and, you know, have to find a way to create more, um, you know, you know, our, you know, our line's got to be, you know, one of the lines that obviously plays the most minutes it has to create and, and, and change momentum and, and do stuff. And so, you know, we have to take, you know, I myself take responsibility for that. I got to be, you know, way, way better than, than, than what I've shown in the last bit. But we have to, we have to keep building. This rest comes at a good time. Ryan, what was the explanation in the first period on the penalty call that was overturned? Look, like you caught a stick up high. Yeah, it was just, he said it was a follow through uh, shot and I guess they overturned it. Uh, that's, yeah, I guess that's the rule and that's just what we had to deal with. What's the key to stop the bleeding? Had a couple of days off here before you head out west. Yeah, it's, it's get a quick rest and obviously get back to practice and get back to the work. You know, I think we've had a lot of hockey and this is a good chance to mentally regroup and, and get that hunger back and, and keep climbing because it's, uh, these last two games are not nearly what we've wanted and, you know, myself as well it's you know I have to bring a lot more going forward you know we got to find a way to get some goals here again so it's kind of uh, dried up um, you know for a few games here now it's you know I think we're we're getting some looks but it's uh, it, it's not the same we're not uh, controlling the play in the offensive zone as much as we were getting as ma uh, many looks and good looks you know Feel like you just had to shake some lines up just to try. Yeah, just to mix it up a little bit, try to see if we can spark something. So moving some guys around. How directly does this connect to the fact that you've been down now, Chen and Perron both out of the line? Well, it's obviously affects you. They're good players, but and the same, you know, we, there's no excuses though. You still got to find a way to win games. Did you uh, did you see anything better about your zone time or how you approach things? It's a different team. You know, we had more zone time tonight. They collapse a little bit more and give you more time. So, we had some low, you know, some shots and some zone time, but we didn't we didn't really do a good enough job uh, around the net or on puck recoveries and things like that. You had some some uh, early power plays. Yeah. Just not enough out of it, no, not the first two. Thought the third one there were some uh, good looks there, but didn't go in. But uh, the first two weren't. Didn't execute very well on them. Petrov scores there. Do you feel like we're starting to build your game a little bit? And I obviously. Yeah. Yeah, that was tough. Um, I thought that you know it was a big goal. Um, I thought that you know guys were excited and uh, maybe turning the tides a little bit, and then uh, we get down shorthanded and should have had it killed, but unfortunately we didn't. Do you have any problems with the penalty at all? Seems like you just kept sticking up. Yeah. No, not really. I mean, they could have called a four and four. I think you know they're both pushing and shoving, but um, we already had three power plays, so it's probably not going to work out that way. That one in the first period, it was just that they that they waved off. It was just, it was yeah, they, yeah, they that happens. They talk about it, and the other referee obviously seen something different. And How'd you see it? <laughs> It doesn't matter. You had that happen before, though, where you get an extra skater out there? And then... No. No. So, so how do you keep this from, uh, I guess, hemorrhaging? How do you 
Well, I think these, uh, we've got some days here before we go on the road and uh, get some practice time in, which will be good, and some rest at the same time. It's been a hectic schedule, and uh, I think these few days are going to be good for us and just get back to playing hockey the way we can. That's all. A couple of practices help you on some of the details? Sure, for sure. We haven't had a lot of practice time. Yeah, so it's practices where you can actually work on? Yeah, work on some things and uh, you know get some flow and, and stuff like that and work on some power play stuff. There are a lot of Blues fans panicking after these two losses. I'm not, because even though these two games weren't very good for the Blues, they did not play anything like they did at the first part of the season in these two games. What the Blues had at the beginning of the season was just a spiral downhill, and they didn't know how to get out of it. So I want all the Blues fans just to calm down. Everything's going to be fine. The Blues have a schedule for the rest of the season that favors them. So until they lose four, five, six in a row, I'm not concerned. I just think everybody, because of what happened at the beginning of the season, is just wigging out over two losses. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Make sure you check out bluesrants.com. They've got some pregame articles, some postgame articles. Just some great information for all Blues fans out there. And while you're at it, go to lineupmedia.fm. They've got all kind of podcasts. There's something there for everybody. So until next time, guys, stay healthy, stay happy, and of course, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.